Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Something Something Podcast. My name is Eric Kasloff, and with me, as always, is Larry Sands. Say hello, Larry. Hello, Larry. <laughs> On how are you doing, buddy? You know, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um, so obviously, uh, you know, we we kind of talk, right? You and me, we talk on the phone and mm, stuff. Not, not much, no. I know, just you know, every time. <laughs> yeah, that's so, not at all, really. I mean, I know. <laughs> I know. You know, we're in the throes of of the holiday season, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So depending on depending on when people when when we put this up, um, uh, we're in the throes of it. It's early December, uh, Christmas lights are going up and I feel like Clark W. Griswold right now. (laughs) Um, so, um, uh, are you going to kidnap your boss because he didn't give you the bonus to build your pool? No comment. (laughs) Let's, let's move on. Let's move on from that comment right there. Um, you know, actually, Eric, I was looking on Yahoo today. And, um, uh, that's still a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm, I'm still a Yahoo guy. Um, but I, I was reading on, it's the daily beast and it's the actor who played Aladdin, um, in, uh, Aladdin, right. The the main guy live action. Yes. Yes. Um, Mina Masood, I believe his name is. And, um, he, uh, it, it caught my eye because he he was saying that he couldn't get an audition after the what his biggest role to date is Aladdin, right? Um, and I I started reading it and I got to the end. Basically, it said um, he couldn't get an audition after Aladdin. It didn't really say why, but it it just it read like, why is he saying this? What's wrong? I mean, there's no end in sight to this thing. Is he still, but then at the end he goes, or or the actual article was like, Oh, but he's going to be in, um, an upcoming like Hulu show. So I think it was like a clickbait thing, man. You know, must be, I mean, that was like a huge movie. And that, and, but see, that's what he was saying. He was like, Oh, you know, I mean, it, it made like a billion dollars and I, I haven't gotten an audition since. And, you know, I just. Well, at number... that point, you don't really need the audition. That's when your agents got stuff lined up for you. Is that right. what he could have meant? You know, the, he see, so here's the thing. It's. I think now they're trying to to make it look like any press like no press or any press it's just it's a weird thing because normally when you are in a giant movie like that you're going to be you know like offers coming in it it almost sounds like this guy doesn't have an agent anymore and he's just kind of destitute um but the reason i bring this up is um which it could possibly be true right because that's that's the way the business is that's the nature of the beast and that's why it's so important, I think, for actors to have their stuff together. Um, that uh, and for minorities in movies. I mean, oh, yeah. 
That's another big thing. I mean, everybody thought with Slumdog Millionaire being a hit, that that would change things. And let's be honest, no, it didn't. I mean, I know, no, I, I, I think it opened up more doors because, it, but the machine sees that, oh, now I can make money off of, of minorities. That's great. That's awesome. And they'll do it, but they won't, they won't go full. They, they do it halfway to kind of test yeah. the waters. Right. Um, and just maybe to appease people. Um, but you know, I mean, we've talked to, to numerous filmmakers and and one in particular in Oakland who was doing a, a bang up job. And, you know, and I think what it what it will probably take is more writers and people yeah. with the money to say, hey, this is a viable this is a viable script and let's put some different kind of people in here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some some people that need to be represented but anyway i mean i just i just i just brought that up and it just it kind of screwed with my mind um but yeah so anyway how you doing hey how's the writing going it's going well um the script is again going through a lot of different processes like always um Try, again, I tried setting it nowadays, and it just didn't work because of cell phones. So I had to set it in another time period, which is going to fit in with a spinoff show we have coming up very, very soon. But yeah, yeah the writing is, it could be better, but it's going well. Uh, so what, what, so Okay, bluntly. I'm not going to say is... on air anymore what era because it keeps changing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I know. That's the thing. But you know what, man? I think I think that's part of the creative process. I think anybody can do anything, but and it, it I'm not a writer, right? So I kind of look at it kind of like, yeah, but Eric, you got to just pick it and do it. But yeah, it's, it's not, not that, that easy. easy. Because because a writer, I mean, it's coming from you. And I think when you're a writer, you have to agree with where you're going with the story. Does that make any sense at all? My whole thing has always been don't tell don't write the story you want to tell. Write the story that wants to be told. Okay. now, having said that, you have got to write the story and you can't think about money. You can't think about like. No, you got to with a script, Larry, because someone's going to have to give you money to do it. Yeah, but Eric, you have to finish a script in order to get somebody to do it. Is what I'm saying is you write to your little heart is content and then you back it up because when you you know what, you know, actually speaking of writers, that's what that's what I was going to say. Let's let's bring our our guest on uh, for this show um, who is a writer. Um, her name is Lucinda Mack and, um, she has, well, gosh, let's just, let's just bring her on. Hi, Lucinda. Welcome to the show tonight. Hi guys. Thanks How for you doing? I'm yes. doing fine and super. How about you guys? Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Happy holidays. Thank you very much. Pleasure and, to be and, here. Yes. And when Pleasure people to listen you. to this, 
it, when people listen to this during the summer, they'll be going to be like, what holiday? What holiday? <laughs> right. <laughs> we just had 4th of July. Maybe that's it. Um, but no, thank you for taking the time uh, and sharing your creative self with us tonight, Lucinda. Thank you. Okay. It's a privilege. Um, tell us, uh, you, you, you are a writer. Correct. Um, now, is it, is it out of necessity or is it something that it's just kind of like, well, I just kind of wanted to write something because I, and the reason I say this, because a lot of people just go, you know, I had it in my heart to start writing and I kind of just wrote something and I, not, not to sound it, it really, uh, to me, there's like a couple of different writers, writers that write for themselves and really put their heart and soul into it or writers that just write to do the story and to get it out and on to the next thing. Are you, I'm, a, are you, I'm not either one of those. I'm okay. a third type of writer. Okay. Okay. What happens is I watch a television show or I listen to music and the writing just comes forth and it has to be created. Mm. Nice. Very nice. Now, having, having listened to R and Eric's conversation just for the last couple minutes, um, what is your writing process like? It's organic. It just comes out of the thin air and then it just blows through me. I mean, I could be watching a television show and listening to a music score and then I have to run to my laptop and I'll not stop until the story comes out. Wow. Really? Yep. Wow. Okay. So now, now what does that look like? Does it usually take an hour or three hours or several days? Well, in this particular instance of my book uh, that I just wrote, Nightsticks and Negligees, I wrote it in two weeks. Wow. However, the editing process took a lot longer. So your first draft was two weeks because people Correct. get confused like, Wow, you wrote it in two weeks, and they think, you know, the book was written, sold, and published right, within right. two and, yeah. weeks. But that's absolutely yeah. not. No, no. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. my poetry—I'm actually more a poet than a writer. But I decided because this this book just wanted to come out that I would combine poetry with passion, romance, and mm. a crime drama. Very cool. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Um. Let's talk a little bit about, before we get into the book, uh, which we absolutely will, but um, I love to talk about like influences how, and how people usually get started um, with their creative field that they've chosen. Um, what made you decide to, and uh, let me ask you this, how many, how many things have you written? How many I've books written are over a thousand poems in over 50 books. Wow. I've done cool. paranormal, science fiction, heterosexual romances, lesbian romances, um, transgender romances, uh, all kinds of different things. Murder mysteries. I just started a new murder mystery and I'm, I've finished uh, Nightsticks and Negligees number two. And I'm doing an anthology of poems by Lucinda Mack. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. Wow. This and in is... your spare time trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Actually, I, I sleep while I'm writing sometimes. <laughs> really? My yeah. fingers keep going, but I, all of a sudden I realize I'm unconscious. <laughs> do you do you dream in do you dream as a writer and when you wake up, do you write your dreams? No. You ever, what no. what happens to me is usually at around four or five o'clock in the morning poems start to go through my head and I have to jump up to write them down. Wow. Wow. Why do you think, and now is there, is there a scientific thing? That sounds crazy, right? Um, it does sound crazy. And I thought I was crazy until I talked to some other people really? who were creative in my life and found out that we all have different processes. And yes. my process is there's an inspiration it usually starts as a poem and can turn into a book. It's just mm -hmm. organic with me. That's what someone said, and it, it's true. You know, I, I I can go with that because as an actor, I think well, I think, and especially writers, but I think if you if you kind of let it come to you, um, it's it's more well, like what you're saying, more organic and more real and more and heartfelt. When it comes to me, it's something I can't stop. And I actually have to tell you, if I don't write it, I get physically ill. Really? Yeah. Wow. It has to come out. Wow. It's that powerful. I love that. It is. I started I writing that. when I was nine. I was paralyzed. And I, oh I was goodness. paralyzed from the waist down for approximately three years. I had scarlet fever, rheumatic fever. Oh uh, Rocky mountain tick disease, everything hit me at once. And so I couldn't be with other people because in my timeline, people were afraid I had polio or some other type of contagion. And therefore people were kept away from me and I was isolated. So what happened was I asked for a pen and paper and started to write and I haven't stopped. Wow. Wow. Okay. Let me ask you, cause this is very interesting. Um, when you started to write, um, at such a young age, is that when you, when you felt the need to just get it out right away or was that something that was developed? It actually started that I didn't have any friends. So I started writing books and stories and my characters became my friends and they're the play, the playground that I would write became my playground, someplace I, I could share with them. It was an imaginal imagination. It was an imaginary type of place. And I could never, once that happened, I could never turn it off. Wow. That's wow. good. I like that. Wow. And I think, you know, psychologically, I think, and I, this is a, a good thing. Um, I think psychologically, because you were there, and you were so isolated, but even now, um, you have to somehow psychologically that has affected you just like all, just like with acting, right? Uh, you know, actors put their emotions themselves psychologically into their, their role. And, right. um, wow, I'm just trying to process that. Cause that, that's absolutely amazing. You are like a true artist. Um, I wonder sometimes if it was a curse or a blessing because, you know, you'll be sitting at a, in a movie theater and this has happened where I have to jump up and run into the bathroom to write stuff down on paper. This was wow. before computers wow. and laptops. 
I mean, I have thousands and thousands and thousands of poems that have been inspired by music. Wow. Okay. This is, we haven't, I haven't even asked you this and I was so oblivious to your, your talent. Would you be able to, to read like, um, read like a couple of poems, some of your work? I can uh, read you just, some. I can oh, read yeah. you some. Yeah. 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 First, cool. first, let me find a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. What? No problem. No problem. This uh, is one I'm just working on right now. Perfect. Oh, wow. So we I just actually was multitasking while I was waiting for you. <laughs> I have one that I'm working on, and this is like a rough draft, and I also have one that I finished recently. So would you like me to read both? Yeah, that'd yes. be awesome. Okay, yes, let me please. get my glasses on because I can't okay. see without them. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And I was actually doodling while I was waiting to come on here with you, and I actually was rough drafting one. This is a recent one. It says... Blister me with your kisses, scour me with your hands. Oh, come to me tonight and help me understand. The power of our madness, sunbursts running through our souls. Just simply let me love you. Let our spirits take tight hold. Come to me this evening, pound upon my door. Express each of your feelings and I promise to endure. I see your rapture burning. I feel your sweet amour. I beg of you to hold me and love me evermore. Without you, I am lifeless, just a carcass in the sand. But when, I, but when your love is with me, I can walk and run and stand. Wow, very lyrical. I like that a Whoa. lot. That is cool. So that you just, okay, wait a minute. You no, just that was the doodling? one I just finished earlier, this, I guess about a week or so ago, but this is the one I was doodling with. So it's not going to be perfect, but it was something I was working on as I was talk, waiting for you. Okay. The cadence in my heart makes me tip and start whenever you are here within my arms. I want to hold you near, but I want to be quite clear. The moments that we spend together fly. They pick up in their flow. I don't know where they dance or go. They run with speed and never, ever slow. And as my feelings burn and glow, as my senses steep and grow, I'll beg you never, ever let me go. Wow. I like that. That that's was good. Yeah, and that's just, just a doodle. I can't wait to hear the rest. <laughs> yeah. It was like a doodle. That. Oh, my God. How do you, how do you edit yourself? Actually, that's a good question. I just interrupted my question with something that I just thought about. So, okay. how do you, how do you put stuff that are so personal? Do you ever edit yourself and go, "I can't do that"? No, I, I, I have to be honest. I can't control what comes out. Wow. And and part of the problem with my book was that. Whenever you deal with editors, they sanitize it. And I refuse mm. to have them sanitize it any further. So yeah. I said, I'm releasing the book. I don't care if there are mistakes because guess what? My book is written by a human being. I'm human. I have faults and so does my book. Wow, I like that. That's a good way of looking at it. That is hot. That is good. Wow. That is a true... That's, that's like one of the most punk rock yeah. things I've ever yeah. heard. <laughs> oh good that's awesome. at least i'm in with the with the creative people here yeah <laughs> but you know what that's the thing they try to ruin you i think not not in a way where i don't think they realize it 
because they're so used to putting out the same crap. Let's just be honest, can we? They're well, so used to putting out. I, I agree. I agree. And one of the reasons I thought of the book just kind of like pierced through me, like I couldn't stop it. But then after I was done, I said, you know, there's really nothing out there like this. And maybe this is the book I should publish because mm. it's got poetry. It's got thrills. It's got chills. It's got crime. It's all about life with all the strings attached, the ups, the downs, the sides, the fronts, the backs. It's everything. And it's all in the book. Okay. All right. So now let's get down to the nitty gritty. Okay. This book, what was it called again? Negligee. I heard negligee. Nightsticks and negligees. Nightsticks and okay. So and now from the little blurb we got. Again, the book sounds great, and the cover that's on the webpage Hi. looks like something out of a film noir movie. I love the cover. Good. But from what I read in the email, it sounds like this book came out of a a little pretty dark place for you that you were able to create something, you know, unique from it. Tell us a little bit about that place. I think out of the out of the darkness, sometimes there is sunlight. And this is what happened. I had two friends many years ago who were lesbians. But long ago and far away, it wasn't accepted. And let's be honest, in some parts of the world today, it still isn't. There but, isn't there. There's a law in New York where if you think a gay person's hitting on you and you beat them up badly, you can get away with it because you can claim gay panic or something like that. I never heard of it, but it's no, it's a law. I looked it up. Um, a YouTuber I know talked about it, and it was on the news here. It's very disturbing. Well, I had two friends who passed away. I also had a cousin who was gay who died. And they had issues and they had problems. And at the time, I wasn't really sure. I didn't understand why they chose that life. But I talked to them. I, I felt emotionally I should support them. And then that brought, a, I guess, a brightness to my life. I started to understand. I wasn't one of them, but I could be with them in their journey and trying to ex understand what they were going through. And they were good friends. And I felt it was my responsibility to support them. Unfortunately, they were so distant and they did not know one another. They just happened to be a mutual, like I was a mutual friend with one and then a friend of another, but they didn't know each other. They could not deal with being unaccepted and, and they didn't know what to do. And eventually one drank and the other one, and they both killed themselves and it was suicidal. And it was very, very, very shattering for me because there are still people. You still love them. You still want them to be in your life. You still want to be able to talk to them. Yeah. And once they're gone, you can't do that. Mm. So I wanted to bring forth a book that showed all sides of life. But the most important thing is that we're all human and that we all have a voice and we want to be accepted. At least most of us want to be accepted and loved. And I'm hoping this book will propel people past the biases and make us yeah. better people. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um and this is a book that took you two weeks to write. Correct. I listened to uh, music. Uh, one of the shows was Bride and Prejudice by, with Kira Knightley. And I uh -huh. love the scene where she was standing on the cliff and the music was playing. And then again at the end where they were walking towards each other where, when they realized they were both in love with each other and they're walking through the fields. 
And there was a story, a, heart, a heartwarming love story. And then about a day or two later, I watched, believe it or not, a Netflix mini movie, which was Slasher with Katie McGrath. And oh, no. I'm like, oh, my gosh, the music is driving me nuts. And then the, the craziness of the crimes. And I, I just jumped right up. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon and started writing. And my husband thought I was totally nuts. I'm like, get out of my way. I have to write right now. He's like, oh, my God, I can't get out of the way fast enough. <laughs> But um, he's been very supportive, but, he, you know, it's difficult for people. It was difficult for me until I embraced the fact that, yes, I am different, but yeah. this is possibly a gift. I, you know, I think I think it is. Um, and I, I get it. Sometimes you think your gift is almost a curse because you don't right. understand why you're being compelled to do your your talent or your craft um for various reasons i, I mean you know but I, I think that's part of the that's part of the deal as a creative person man you gotta if you if you want to get out there if you want to write a book if you want to write a song if you want to get out on like an in, in, in a movie you have to be willing to put up with yourself and all the stuff that creative people go through you know well, I think I realized later, I read about Ernest Hemingway, I read about Poe, I read their, uh, you know, biographies, and you realize that they all went through some type of cataclysmic experience. I mean, like, I'm sure part of the reason they were drinking or whatever they were doing is a result of the fact that they felt out of step with society. Yeah. So I decided to embrace it and say, here I am, I might be crazy or in the rim of insanity and headed towards the well but hey i'm here and i'm gonna write a and e did this documentary a few years ago about these great stand-up comedians who all had violent ends and they were guys you would never think would have a darkness to them but again it's a lot of those times you know people who are a bit different misunderstood or broken are usually the most brilliant and creative i'm more than sure if we just went through the history of great artists all of them will have some major things that you know kept them out of the norm yeah well most of my yeah. friends think i'm crazy but then i don't care <laughs> <laughs> yeah you I know think i'm kind of a nice crazy i'm like See, not I a serial killer crazy <laughs> i get i get snobbish when it comes to People, I feel, tell me when it comes to movies, music, books, and video games. Because, and I'll admit, I am snobbish and a bit rude and crazy when it comes to that stuff. Yes, yes, you are. I, I agree. I agree with that. I agree. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and and just having met you and talking to you now, it's, it's, it's not a craziness, but it's a creative streak that keeps us going and it drives no. you. You're, you're a very driven woman you're a very driven lady um and and you're a passionate lady because i mean let's face it who wakes up at four in the morning and and writes like you know when they get when they get the urge but see that's that's what a, a an artist is it's when they get the urge they have to do it then and there and yeah you're right it, it makes me physically ill or i forget it i have to do it then and there 
Yeah. Yeah. And see, you trust the process. That's your process. And, 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 and I think other artists, whoever is listening to this and they're artists and they're going, I think I know my process now. I hear her talking about a process and, and it's, it's not, it's not an obsessive compulsive thing, but it's just one of those things that it's an itch you have to scratch. And if you don't, but maybe if you do, it just gets worse in a good way because it's so creative. Um, uh, how long did it take you? Actually, where where can you get this book? Where can you it's get out you? now? It just was released. It's called Nightsticks and Negligees. It's on Amazon. It's on yeah. Freezing Press. It's at all the major retailers. It's at Barnes and Noble. So if you go mm. on my if you go on my website, which is www lucindamac.com it'll bring everything up and link will be in the description so we talked about the writing process of the book the inspiration where you can buy it there's one thing i the one thing we haven't talked about yet oh yeah what's what's the book about it's Uh. about (laughs) it's about two women who are detectives who solve crimes and as they're solving the murders and the abductions they find out about themselves, about the world around them, who they are, what they represent. And so it's it's about life and all the strings attached. Now, are they like, you know, police detectives? Correct. Like, yes. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and now- the interesting thing I think about the book is that, as I said, it has poetry. It has love. It has romance. It has murder. It has abduction. It's got everything. It's like a milkshake. So it's definitely a four quadrants project. It's everything you can think of to, to titillate, to arouse, to thrill, to chill, to make you want to buy it and read it. Okay. So I have to ask again. We didn't talk about this. I didn't prep you or anything. And I, I'm not putting you on the spot, but would you be able to read just a, like maybe a page or two out of this thing? Erupting from the corners of my mind surged a primal scream that almost ripped me from one dimension to the next. My world was being changed forever. I just didn't know it yet. It was a dark and sinister day with snow and sleet emptying from heavy clouds. A townhouse community loomed to my right. I drove past the icy sidewalks and inhaled the upper class atmosphere to find the object of my search. The house where two people had been cut down. When it appeared, I swerved my car into its congested driveway. My heart felt a jab as my eyes surveyed the exterior of the home. Jetting towards the house, I zigzagged between the barbs of hail and swooped through the front door. The interior offered an odd welcome. Glancing around, I noticed enormous rooms decorated with a variety of modern furniture and paintings. A fellow officer greeted me and said, Hey, Detective O'Leary. It's a bit of a belly churner. I hope you didn't eat a big breakfast. I shrugged and moved past him and landed just outside the room of doom, death, and devastation. I took a quick look inside the landscape of the crime. My stomach tightened. Papers were scattered near one corner next to a wall. A lamp and table had been knocked over and sat lopsided just next to a hutch. I wondered about the circumstances. Was this done by a, some disgruntled friend or lover? Hosts of possible scenarios slipped into my brain as I unbuttoned my fleece-lined jacket. 
I put it on a large coat rack that sat near the front door. Drops of water formed puddles on the floor from the trench coats and parkas that had been hung there earlier. As I took in the simple scene of liquid expanding towards the baseboard, I felt a spasm of disgust. This house had been violated by death. A feeling of sadness sank into me as I wondered who had committed the sin that resulted in such a tangled, twisted mess. I pushed myself through the river of other detectives to inspect each room. Everything seemed to take on a bizarre mask. Suddenly, my boss appeared, and I was jolted by her image. Her name was Katya, and she was like a, flicker, a flickering shaft of light comprised of a sinuous, sexy body. Even her light green eyes were fascinating. If I didn't know better, I would have thought she was attending a film festival. This woman would easily fit into any food, photo shoot. Hell, she could have been a screen star if it wasn't for her aversion to having her photo taken. Katya liked her privacy a little bit too much. She set a boundary around herself, and only God could help the unlucky person who tried to pull apart her bunker. Twirling my mind back to the moment, I tried to settle myself to get ready for work. Starting my investigation always created a spark of excitement and expectation. My thoughts were driven elsewhere. I wondered how Katya could look so astonishing after a 12-hour shift. She appeared as if she had been peeled off the pages of some sophisticated magazine cover as she shared the crime scene with her subordinates. I, by the way, looked like my usual ragmuffin self. My dark hair was a bit wild, my eyes were sh and my eyes showed noticeable signs of tiredness. Gee, I thought. I absolutely had to stop comparing myself to her. I had so little ammo that it made me cramp with nausea. Katya's look was absolutely spellbinding. Oh, my God. Okay, so... Wow. Or, uh, that I wow. I mean, obviously, you, you can't see me, but I'm sitting over going, Oh my god, this is great! And just like it's taken my breath away because it's yeah. so okay. Like, I'm a visual, I don't read much. I'm, I'm, I don't read much. <laughs> no, not illiterate, but whenever I read, I'm a slow reader because I kind of see it in my mind. But oh my god, you write like it's uh, so visual and everything you describe. It's it's pretty sexy what you're about to get into the way yeah. you I mean, oh, my God, I just maybe I should stop talking because I'll just keep going, yeah, and you know, fawning over it <laughs> again. I really loved how visual it was. But yeah. as a writer and as a viewer, the thing that always stands out to me are those little bits of dialogue that some people might think are throwaway. And the interaction she had with the officer about hope you didn't have a yeah. good breakfast. What I got from that was that they know each other and they have a relationship prior to this thing on the page. And I just love when people put the thought into doing little things like that because it matters. It makes her seem like a real person. You know, it's like there was stuff going on. Before and yeah. after page, yeah. and that's so important. Nice. Well, the deal for me was the two challenges I had when I was doing this. Of course, as I said, within two weeks, I had written it. Then I sat down and I thought, what are my major challenges here? How am I going to present this to the public? How am I going to draw them in and make them interested in these characters? And what I thought about was making my characters as full throttled alive as I could. 
I wanted them multifaceted. I wanted to them, if they showed up, I wanted the readers to know there they are. They're real people. This is what they think. This is what they feel. This is how things pulse through their heart. And that's what I tried to do. That was the first problem. And the second problem was I wanted to blaze the landscape alive, but make the crime lines make sense. Okay. 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 Um, now, I find it super hard because I, I, I would imagine just from that passage that you read that, I mean, obviously there's a bigger story involved, but how, I mean, how could an editor look at that and go, hey, can you uh, trim this back a little bit? Can you make it not so much blah, blah, well, blah? I'll tell you the parts I had problems with. If you don't, <laughs> this is the truth. I don't know if yeah. you're going to edit it or not, but nope. the, the well, we don't, don't edit stuff yeah. unless no. someone tells us yeah. flat out to. Okay. Yeah. The biggest yeah. problem I had was because the editor said there was too much sex in it. I had to cut down the sex scenes. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's put a pause right there. I have never in my life had anybody say, you know what? Can you cut back the sex just a little bit too much? How many because people do you know who write 14 pages for one sex scene? Let, Not wait, many. And that's <laughs> what I had, 14 pages for just one sex scene. Okay. Wow. That... And that's, that's because I think I'm an empath. Yeah. I feel very strongly about this. Yeah. So when I explained it and I was – talking about the feeling and the emotion and how I felt and what I thought mm -hmm. where we were and what we were doing. And, and so, you know, unless you really get into that, you can, I can get carried away with it. I just yeah. recently wrote a book. It has 140,000 pages about a single blade of grass. Wow. Holy cow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a single. Okay. You know what? Wow. You are absolutely not crazy. You, you, you are very Jeez, I'm vivid. I'm at a loss for words. Yeah, it's, it's very vivid. Um, you know, you're like an auteur. Is that the right word? Yeah. I'm not sure what it is, but it's something going on. <laughs> I, I tell you, um, and I can tell because you're very passionate and, and that passion comes out just from reading like your poems and and your 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 little like piece that you just did you're you're full of passion and and being a creative person i super super appreciate that because not many people let that shine does that yeah. make sense well you know my point is this I am what I am. I can't change what I am. And I'm not going to hide from it anymore. I'm going to embrace it. And if the world wants to accept what I am and purchase my books or think that I'm important or special, that's fine. But I'm just like everybody else. I just happen to have the need to write. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I like the way you put that, the need yeah. to write. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Waking up and, and just doing it and getting it out. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm envious but I don't think I could keep up the pace, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and now I, I understand when you say your husband is very um, understanding. 
He isn't very understanding. It. I think it's it's been difficult for us both because the older I got, the more I wrote and the more I wrote, the more intense it got. And my husband said to me, you wanted to write a book, you have a bucket list, what book are you going to write? And I announced this to my husband after I wrote all these other books, superheroes that no one's heard of and paranormal and psychological thrillers. And he says, you're going to do what? (laughs) (laughs) I said, yeah, that's the book I want to write my my bucket list. Wow. Wow. That is absolutely amazing. I'm looking at your website and not to not to change the subject, but it just occurred to me that. Um, and it's, this is very, very important for people too. Um, when you, when you get your book, it's available obviously as, as like a hard copy, but in digital form too, right? Yes. Amazon. Okay. Um, because I know people that take a lunch break and all they do is read. I wish I could be that, but you know what? That's one of the things when I say, I wish I could do some, you know, I, I can control that. Right. So but yeah, um, I can't control it. It has to come out that and 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 that and no joke. Um, I mean, all all joking aside, because we like to joke on the show. But when when we talk to artists that are so passionate about their craft, um, that's not a joking matter. And that is something to uh I just admire that. I admire yeah. you. I admire oh, thank you. you very much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, and and where can people go uh, to? Can can they buy your poems? Can they um, the find poems, more? The poems that I'm writing, I'm creating an anthology. It will be. Uh, I'm not sure what the title is going to be, but I I have over a thousand and. 2000 poems. So what I'm doing right now is I'm meticulously trying to pick the ones I think are most expressive and putting put them down like 100 or so of them. And probably within the year, the, the book will be available. Nightsticks and Negligees number two has been completed. Um, and I'm doing a detective series that almost is finished. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm wow. busy. Wow. Yes, you are. And um, as, as we wrap up, I, I, I don't think I've said this enough. <laughs> I just, I, I'm, I'm in awe of talented people and, um, you're, you're not just talented, you're passionate, you're not crazy, but you're crazy talented. Um, Thank you. and, uh, here to that. If, if you would be so gracious enough to please, Come back on and let us know what you are doing, what project you have next. That would be absolutely amazing. The door uh, is always open for yes. you. Yes. No problem. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. It's very gracious of you. You're welcome. Um, your links will be in the description. Now, do you have uh, like uh, like social media stuff? Uh, yes, I do. I'm on Facebook. I'm okay. on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. Okay. 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 What What is your Instagram handle? Because we're going to be friends. <laughs> well, you you probably like I have the email under okay. Luc- yeah. Lucinda okay. Mac email is openfragrance one one zero at gmail dot com. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And all your links are going to be in the description. Yeah. Um. 
we're going to be friends on Instagram. We're going to be friends on Facebook. Great. Um, the list will go on and on and on. Um, Lucinda, thank you for. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on tonight. Yeah. Privilege yeah. and an honor, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank well. you very much. And once again, the door is always open uh, for you to come back. Eric, go ahead and close us out. Well, everybody, thank you once again for listening. Thank you, Lucinda, for coming on. And remember, for everybody, especially during this time of year, be excellent to each other.